we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land on which we stand, the Boon Wurrung and Wurundjeri peoples of the Kulin Nation. Welcome back to the official and original Born, Born to, Drag to Drag podcast. podcast. I'm Marley. And I'm still Ryan. And we are so excited to be back to share with you the amazing drag kings, drag queens, and all the drag betweens here in Melbourne and beyond. Marley, how are ya? You know, I'm pretty good, right? How the bloody hell are ya? <laughs> I'm good. I've just been super busy with uni, um, finishing off some last assignments. My injuries are getting better. They're on the mend. Um, yeah. What have you been up to? Well, I'm just sweaty. That's how I am. Mm. <laughs> I've just been, I've been doing my thing. I'm still running around working, still yes. stuck in the house, but the looking of for restrictions are... Yeah, they're be, easing up, aren't they? We're, we're on the ease. We're on the ease. They are so, on yeah. the ease. I yes. mean, yeah, I can't say I've been doing too much else other than uni and this podcast, but I did find my Lauren Hill album uh, the other day and my, my Lauren Hill record, I want to say, vinyl, um, sound is a lot better than the CD as well, strangely, um, but... Yeah, I forgot that I had it and I forgot it was mine. And I was just so excited because it's literally the best album ever. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Interesting. Would you say she's a bit of a diva inspiration for you, Marley? Well, she's definitely a diva. I'll give her that. <laughs> she's fierce. Um, but I, didn't, I wouldn't say I, I, I technically want to, like, be her um, just because she's a, she's a very hard troubled a hard egg lady <laughs> she is um but obviously she's the best person ever in sister act too um so yes i want to be her there um but yeah i wouldn't say she's you know my inspiration i, I wouldn't say i have one you don't I, no i would say i take aspects from different eras like with what i wear 1980s 1990s type of thing what about you anyone that inspires you how long do you have? <laughs> um, a long time. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> I mean, I so. <laughs> Look, I've, I've lived my life constantly absorbing all types of, you know, inspiration and that diva. It's like, it's that, it's that, it's on a different wavelength. Once you actually, um, really absorb the diva, it just makes you feel good. And it just makes you want to just prance around and be on a stage and just be authentically you. But some of my main diva inspirations, obviously Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Um, the undisputed Australian princess of pop. Poor um, Danny. Poor. Oh yeah. We love, no. Hi Danny. Thanks for listening, Danny. We love you. <laughs> um, people like Taylor Swift. I always get bashed for being a Taylor Swift lover, but I'm never going to, I'm never going to be sorry for being a Swifty personally. Um, yeah, Iggy Azalea. Um, <laughs> gets better. Bloody, <laughs> who the bloody hell else? You know, just all the dolls. Yeah. I worship the dolls. All the thin, blonde people. <laughs> Clearly. There's been so many people that I think have, you know, obviously changed the fashion world. Um, they've changed the mainstream media world, music people. 
all of that type of thing and also had a big impact on drag performance like some of them Beyonce Diana Ross Liza Minnelli um sure sure um (laughs) and I would say Kylie Minogue like there's just there's so many completely would you like is there any you can think of that you would think are like some real ones that have impacted people here or any kind of traits that you see from them that are like very represented in wait Melbourne Queens Mm mm-hmm well, obviously, we had our fabulous Max the Dragon. Oh, the Gaga. Gaga. Lady yes. Gaga. Obviously, Max was talking to us about how he doesn't, cons- like, he's not a, a Lady per- Gaga impersonator. impersonator, but, you know, Lady Gaga is a drag queen. Right. Takes and, traits from her. Yeah. And he really doesn't channel, but, you know, absorbs that divaness and absorbs that drag queen aspect. Yeah. And channels that, you know, that ferocity like i am a queen look at me do cartwheels and yeah you know, get my pelvis into the ground i'd love to see lady gaga do a cartwheel and a mid split she, she doesn't bloody need to she's done already so much she's done she's enough done. <laughs> she's done she's done so much definitely because like we were talking about this the other day and how we think kind of i don't know these divas have created not just divas but you know these people have created mm pathways and directions for people um to go and express themselves in different and unique ways well it's that hope you know like some people pray to a religion we pray to divas (laughs) because we get inspired that's where we get our positive energy from where we escape you know yes if you're having a sad day and you want to feel better well someone like me i might watch a carly minogue performance from you know the early 2000s yeah and it'll make me feel empowered so yeah. I can bloody go out on a walk. Well, what can I do these days? It's all, it's the pinnacle of your day. It um, is. Yeah. I know it's funny like that. Cause like, I guess along with, I guess, Kylie Minogue and those are like influencing performers. Someone also influenced Kylie Minogue and someone influenced the exactly. person that in- influenced Kylie Minogue. And it just goes back and back and back. All and even Shakespeare type yeah. situations and like the i the way um a man and a woman looks and i guess they really are kings and queens aren't they they are well hello hello <laughs> exactly um and they did you know the um they had men playing women characters in shakespeare and it's vice that's versa so, that's so interesting people think drag's only been around for like 50 years right but take a black take take a black take a black <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> I'm black. I'm not. We love you, Shakelay. <laughs> like, you take it back to that era where literally drag was, it wasn't considered drag because only the male, like, only male performers could perform in these plays. Yeah. And they were women characters. Right. Yes. And, like, it's been around since bloody hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. But it's just been so interesting to see it evolve in so many different ways. Definitely, definitely. And then it kind of, it even has still stuck in like the theatre and musical world because you've got the pantomime tradition Mm. of um, a woman playing a male character or a male character playing a female character, um, which is really interesting. And it's for a comical kind of reasons and mm. all of that type of thing. Like Miss Trunchbull in Matilda the Musical is always yeah. played by a man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's super and like, interesting. And like 
um, hairspray. Yeah. Edna. Edna Turnblad. Edna. Link, your pork is ready. Oh, your pork? I got. I left my iron on. Oh, your iron. I got some. I got some iron, and yes, <laughs> we love. We love Baltimore. We yes. Love it. I know it's it's so yeah it's so interesting, <laughs> but yeah. there's I think yeah it's just everything is drag, is what we're trying to say. Literally, everyone. life. Well, first of all, life imitates art, like. The sometimes the most incredible artistic expressions have been from the most simple things of life. Uh, I totally, yeah, I totally I agree. <laughs> no, I think, yeah. Look, you're um, you're a poet, and you didn't know it. I am a yes. poet. Uh, and speaking of no. poets, we will be back with quite the poet, <laughs> aka just a drag guest after yeah. this break. I love it. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Ryan, what do you do on a Wednesday night during isolation? You know, not a lot. Maybe watch some TV. What about you? Well, I was the same. Dreaming of the day I'd be back at trivia or drag bingo. And now I am. Ooh, tell me more. Well, our new sponsor, Pride of Our Footscray, which is a community bar located in, you guessed it, Footscray, has their self-bingolation nights happening. Ooh, yes, I have heard of them. The word on the street is that they're the best drag bingo going around. The word is correct. Self-bingolation is a camp and colourful online drag bingo that is hosted on Twitch with the hostess and the queen of quarantine herself, may I say, Aurora Arsenic. Let me guess, she does it from her lounge room? Correct. Aurora is right at home with you. She gives us comedy, performance, bingo, and there's even prizes to be won all night. Well, I am super competitive, so if there are any goodies to be won, I am down. What types of prizes do they have? You are competitive, just like me. And along with that, I also know you love a double vodka soda and shopping for new clothes. So you're in luck, because the prizes that you can win include... Thomas, can we get a drum roll, please? Thank you, Thomas. The prizes include bar tabs for when the pride of our Footscray bar reopens, novelty items, as well as items from their merchandise store. And better yet, if you miss out on any prizes, you can just go and purchase some merch from their online store at www.prideofourfootscray.bigcartel.com, which is directly supporting members of your community. Ooh, this is exciting. I kind of want to dress up for it. Well, lucky for you, each bingo night has a theme and there are prizes to be won for best dressed. Types of themes include 80s, 90s, divas, musicals and more. This sounds like so much fun. The Pride of Our Footscray has done a great job of creating something that allows people to have fun but still adhere to lockdown restrictions. Exactly. It's a win-win really. And the best thing is my international friends can come too. I mean, it might be early in the morning for them but they can still come. You know, this also sounds like it could be a really great way to celebrate birthdays, game nights, and work parties as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's all the fun you could want. Guests can live chat with the hostess, Aurora Arsenic. They can have Zoom parties with friends and self-bingolation even host private, social, and corporate online bingo events as well. Amazing, how do I buy a ticket? Well, you know when you go out, you're a few drinks in, you may or may not have paid entry and you go to pay for your next drink and your card declines. No, 
Me either. And that won't happen here because the tickets are only $9 each and you can buy extra books of bingo tickets for $2 each. So it's literally the most affordable, authentic piece of fun you will ever experience. And the money goes straight to supporting the performers and their team. So to book, you can go to www.trybooking.com slash capital B-J-U-K-U. The link will also be in our episode description on our social media at Born to Drag and on Facebook and Instagram at Pride of Our Footscray. I can't wait. I've never even played bingo before, but I'm excited. You know what? I don't think I have either, but it doesn't matter because the tickets and instructions on how to play and where to watch will be sent to you before 6pm on the day of bingo. Amazing. So which Wednesdays are coming up? So Wednesday the 14th of October and it will be fortnightly from there. Perfect. Well, I can't wait to see updates and promos for it. So I guess I should go follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Pride of Our Footscray. Yes, that is at Pride of Our Footscray on Facebook and Instagram. See you Wednesday. This king is Melbourne's premier drag king extraordinaire. Specialising in hip-hop, this king has also choreographed and performed genres such as rock, musical theatre and old-school jazz. Although born in Australia and having lived here for the past 12 years, his American accent will highlight to you that he has previously lived in various parts of the world. In 2016, he was reborn into the Melbourne drag scene and has since claimed titles such as So You Think You Can Drag 2016 and 2017 and Mr. Queer Expo of 2018. This performer has also worked with many of the RuPaul's Drag Race queens and despite not being able to get on the show, he still hopes to entertain and inspire other drag kings and AFAB performers on various platforms. So please welcome to the stage, Justin Talika. Hello. Woo. Hello, how are you? Fabulous, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Where are you calling in from? Uh, Armadale, yes, Armadale. very, very fancy in Melbourne, <laughs> Victoria, yes. Fabulous, <laughs> Now with your surname, that's Talika, isn't it? Yes, T-L-I-Q-U-R-E. I tried to be a little bit fancy with it. Um, but I ended up, when I started, just was like, to liqueur? And I was like, no, no. I just like tequila and I like licking things. So I put those two together. <laughs> it is a bit, it is a bit it, so it is an innuendo, is it? Yes, just into liquor. Ooh, ooh I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, last yes. episode, when I think, because we were talking, maybe it wasn't last episode, episode before, we are talking with Randy Roy. And I was discussing, I think, a couple of drag kings that I had seen out and you were one of them that had performed at Molly's bar. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was so good. And I, I can remember it so clearly and it was just, yeah, you've got such great stage presence. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I miss Molly's. It's such a cute it's little fun. stage to perform on, but everybody's so fantastic and wants to just have a good time. I love that. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I wasn't yeah. sure how to pronounce your name then, but now I know. Cause I was, I think <laughs> I was saying Justin Telecure. Telecure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tequila. Most of the drag queens just say Justin Tequila. Cause they're tequila. Oh, yeah. tequila at the Why bar. Not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. With yeah. your performing, um, I've seen a couple of your performances online cause we haven't been mm-hmm. able to go out. So we've been having to dive back into the YouTube videos. And can I just yeah. say, you are one sexy drag king. 
Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you are one. Like, I am a I am a very comfortable gay male, and I was feeling some things watching your videos online. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it was it was the, oh, it was the, the hips, the whole magic the mic hips. feel. I think yes. you were doing like a Michael Jackson um, medley. It was like, oh. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the final of uh, Dragnet in 2016. Um, and I just, I wanted to create a character like Justin just to highlight very good parts about men um, mm. and to, I guess, not, not degrade them in any way, but over-sexualize them so that it's like, you just you're staring into the abyss of sexiness and that's all that i really wanted for audience to go is that a guy is that a girl i don't really care because it's just sexiness and that's it's... what i was uh, trying oh, to achieve i love it yeah yeah oh, and you were you were saying that we because justin actually i'm sorry not justin ryan go yeah. um <laughs> ryan that's me ryan said um we were looking at an article basically and we we're reading a bit about you and um one of the things you said which ryan pointed out today was that um the name justin was something that kind of came about in when you were younger can you tell us yes. a bit more about how the name justin kind of came to prominence <laughs> yeah so um i'm a i've got two older sisters um and when i was growing up they were really girly and they never wanted to play with me and i was such a tomboy and so i'd go out and i'd jump on the trampoline or i'd throw the football or play tennis and i'd never have anybody to throw back at me or play with me so i created this imaginary character named justin and so he's kind of been like a brother figure for me my whole life just growing up with him so when i was you know um brought into the world of drag i thought well you know, I might as well create an actual character of this brother figure that I've had my whole life. It just turned out that he was just a beefcake and just wanted to get a lot of sex. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so I kind of, yeah, I was just, there was no other name that I could think of other than Justin to lick her. Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's a very crude boy, isn't he? Life's too short not to be crude, Justin. Exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> when, did yeah. you start, when did you start drag? What year? Well, I actually, so um, it was about 2008. I, um, I was dating this girl at uni and she was like, you can dance and you're fabulous. And, you know, um, why don't you come with me to um, the Glass House back in the day in Collingwood um, and come to a drag king night? And I was like, okay what's a drag king night so I went and I was like this is awesome I totally want to do this um so the next week I I contacted them and and I jumped into their fresh new talent um on the 28th of March in 2000 and was it eight eight yeah oh my god I was eight when that was I was eight years old oh, <laughs> oh my gosh I was so old sorry my graduation of primary school I love that. So did you start drag in Australia? I did, yeah. Right, right. Because you you lived overseas in various different places growing up, such as South Africa, Switzerland, USA. Um, Was that for work, like your parents' work or? Well, so my parents are South African. um, Mm -hmm. And so during apartheid, they moved over to Australia just to get away from all the um, crime and violence. Uh, so I was actually born in Queensland, in Brisbane. Um, and then my dad got a job um, in, the Sil- in the Silicon Valley in the US. 
um, in California. So we moved out there and then um, my parents divorced and we moved uh, back to South Africa. And I lived there for about five years. And then my mom remarried a Swiss guy. So we moved to Switzerland and I finished high school in Switzerland, as you do. It was awesome. It was the best place to grow up. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and then I had a choice. I could either go to the US and study there or I could come to Australia. And I was like, nah, I'm going to choose healthcare and safety. So I moved out to Australia. <laughs> yeah. So I studied at Monash. I studied performing arts. And, and that's where everything began. Wow. Yeah. That's when yeah, Justin so I moved out here. Shimmy Shimmy DeLong. Now, yes. back, to that, back to the article that we were talking about. I always look at us, little research girls we are, Marley. Um, <laughs> I read that when you are in drag, you resemble your father. Is that, tell me about that. I do, yeah, which is very strange, um, <laughs> I thought. Like, I, I looked at one photo that I did um, when I first started out, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I look like my dad when he was 17. And this is the weirdest <laughs> thing. And like all he had was this little mustache and these wonky eyebrows. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is me to a T. Um, wow. Yeah. I think there was a was photo really of that scary. in the article. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. My, I mean, gosh. it's weird how genetics work. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> very, very strange because both of like, I've got really curly hair and my, my older sisters have like these, this nice straight wavy hair and they look similar. And I just look like the adopted Asian kid on the side. Oh, you know? my gosh. So, <laughs> <laughs> they always just say to me they're like you're adopted <laughs> i know and oh, being from thanks, guys. yeah thanks sisters <laughs> um being from being south african as well i mean it, you never really know your exact dna let's say exactly. because it's so mixed anyway mm. um and where in south africa are we from cape town johannesburg cape town cape yeah. town cape amazing town. which is mm. such a beautiful place Whoever has the chance to go there, they should definitely go. Even though it's got oh, it's got so many problems. Anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, um, it's a whole nother one. <laughs> it's a whole nother podcast. Um, but I want to know: Do you speak? Because since you've lived in all these places, do you speak any other languages? <laughs> I dabble a bit in Afrikaans and German. <gasps> right. Um, but it's been so long since I've spoken any of those languages to anyone. Yeah. No Swiss. <laughs> uh, Swiss German. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Just Nick so good. Oh. Yeah, because they do this, like, in Switzerland, they do this, like, weird crossover, right? Yeah, it's, like, a, a bit more of, like, a a fun language, you know, like, if you'd say, like, halb fünf is, um, you know, half five, and then Swiss German would be, like, halby foofy, so they just change <laughs> it a little bit. They have that IE at the end. It's very odd. Very, very odd. We love language. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> love that. And... You also, as Ryan le- mentioned in the lovely intro, you got to work with some of the queens from RuPaul's yes. Drag Race. How did that oh come gosh, about? Yes. So I was working um, with uh, a guy named uh, Pete. Um, he was running queer touring and events um, until that all broke down. But um, he, he found me at um, Vaudeville Drag Cabaret, um, and loved what I did and wanted me to perform alongside them. So he was bringing all these girls out from RuPaul's Drag Race. And he was like, I'd love for you to do a number or join in. And so I got to spend so much time with them. And it was amazing. I mean, I even made out with Tatiana. Like, that was <gasps> fantastic. We oh, made out with the you. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, no. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> and Vendela Creme. I love her. 
I'm the sorry. Wait, and yeah. you made out with Bender Lacreme, or and <laughs> you like Bender Lacreme? Oh my God. If we could make out at Love Machine. Put that on your resume. Put that on. I know on I should, right? Kissed Bender. Yeah. Like. Oh, right. I get I it. W- was that performing? No, that was just. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. Okay, cool. Yeah, no. Even better. <laughs> Even better. I That's never get funny. to brag about it, so I'm going to brag about it now. Do it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Do my gosh. It. Yeah. That is too I funny. I mean, I got to meet Landon Sider. Like, that was fantastic. So I, I really um, I really had a fantastic time in that period of working with, with him. But he, unfortunately, wasn't a very good manager or, you know, yeah, he kind of right. cheated us all out of, of stuff. Mm. So... Shame. But, well, Look at you now. You're on a, a cool drag experience. podcast. I know. You're, you're, on, no, you're on a drag podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it for anything. So. Yes. Yes. And along with those performances, you also were in a couple of competitions, or more than a couple of competitions. We had "So You yes. Think You Can Drag" in 2016 uh-huh. and 17, and "Mr. Uh-huh. Queer Expo." So uh-huh. I think we've had someone, did we have, I feel like we've had someone else who was on So You Think You Can Drag. What, what is the So You Think You Can Drag competition? Uh, that um, was with Eleanor. She, um, she was running a lot of the um, vaudeville, vaudeville stuff. Um, she um, does a lot with circus. Um, and so she created this sort of drag competition. And the first one I did was in Canberra. So I drove up to Canberra to do this um, when I first started um, because I just came off of um, the... I basically re- was reborn doing a competition at the Greyhound um, when it was still around, which was Dragnet. Yeah, R.I.P. Mm. Um, which was um, a eight-week competition, and I had just joined joined in. Um, I messaged Daytona was running it um, on Facebook, and I was like, "Can Kings join in this?" Like, I just got out of dance school, so I was just like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> I'll just give it a go." Kickball change. Um, yeah, I did drag <laughs> once, you know, I shaded that beard in, you know, it was all good. <laughs> and um, I got accepted somehow. I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't even know what it was. I thought it was a one night performance and I turn up and there's 17 drag queens and myself. <gasps> well, and yeah, and I was like, okay, what is this? And they're like, welcome to the eight week competition. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was, yeah, one, I was in the first group to go and we had interviews and we had to do different costumes and it was just, yeah. And so oh I ended up gosh. getting all the way to the finals um, and was in the top three. That's uh, amazing. So, yeah. So from that, I sort of got scouted here and there. And that's where um, Eleanor picked me up from So You Think You Can Drag. And I drove up to Canberra to do that. And I won that as well, which was awesome. It was really, really cool. And then she asked me to do it the next year after that. So, And you took the title then that. as well? I did, yes. <laughs> Look at you go. I know. You're like, I guess I'll do it. Mm, yeah, I won. I like, I like the competition. It's good fun, especially it's when there's just a whole bunch of drag queens of myself. I mean, it's yeah. one way to stand out. Completely one yeah. way to stand out. Yeah. yeah. And what about yeah. Mr. Queer Expo? Well, that was through that guy, Pete, that I was telling you about through queer touring and events. So um, I did that. Um, and that was that was really cool he was my manager at the time so there was a little bit of like you know people talking about maybe one because he was managing him or this and that and the other but it turned out that he he only paid me about half so I had to take him to VCAT to get the rest of my prize money so um about a a month ago I finally won the battle and got you know got the rest of my money so it was a two and a half year battle of trying to get it but I was like damn it I worked really hard to get it so yeah yeah 
Wow. Yeah. But that was a once in a lifetime as well. I mean, I was being judged by Morgan Michaels and, um, I love you know. Morgan McMichaels. Oh, she's fabulous. Fabulous. So yeah. amazing. I love yeah. her just like on like on social media. I'm sorry. I'm just watching her on social media. But I love all of her like, I don't know. She's just so like righteous calling people out and stuff. It's yes. so good. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't good. know where she finds time to. I mean, she works so hard seven days a week. She's just go, go, go. But Yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of finding time, did, didn't you just say you had students before? Yeah, so um, my rent job is um, a school teacher. So I teach um, uh, special needs kids. Um, wow. So I, f- I fill in at the moment. The last year I've been teaching science, but um, I've been filling in wherever I need. So relief yeah. teaching out in Dandenong just to help out. And But otherwise I'm a drama teacher. So that's sort of how I pay awesome. the rent. And yeah, during the day I just think of drag ideas and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And- <laughs> Fills in the time when I'm babysitting, you know. Yes. <laughs> Relief teachers too. That's amazing. Wow. No, my mom was like, oh, I finished uni. I had three years of doing a Bachelor of Performing Arts. And I wanted to do my honours in the art of drag. What, you know, drag is a performance art. And she was like, mm, no, I'm paying for your uni, so you can do teaching. So I did one year of teaching and I did never wanted to be a teacher. I was like, no, 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 I can't do this. I can't do this. Uh... But I graduated back in like 2011 and then when did I start teaching? 2016. So it took me a while to actually get there. Got you. Yeah. So. Got you. And so Um, did you, your dance background, I know you you said you do a bit of hip hop, but you also do a bit of other choreography. Did you learn that when you were studying performing arts or did you have a dance background already as a kid growing up? I already did as a kid growing up. I yeah. started dancing at, at the age of three. My mom enrolled me in jazz and tap gymnastics ballet. <laughs> um, so uh, my whole life, I've just been sort of going to dance classes and doing that sort of thing. I mean, the first time I ever had a big like dancing role on stage is when I played Elvis in the school play when I was 10, <laughs> which was hilarious in South Africa because I was like in the newspaper with there's a wig that they put back to front. And I was like, thank you, thank you very much. So I guess really that's the first time I was ever in drag. But um, yeah, no, I, um, I, I studied at uni. Um, I did a bit of choreographing for musicals at, at uni because I was studying musical theater as well. Yeah. Um, but then I wanted to really just focus in on dance. So I went to mm. the Space Dance and Arts Center in, um, in 2015 on Chapel Street. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I got a scholarship to go there. Um, oh, Wow. So I, I did like a working scholarship. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I started there in 2015 and then I just kept teaching classes and I was a personal trainer at the time. I don't know. I've done so much stuff. Oh my gosh. I was a personal trainer at the time. So I was working like Love three jobs plus studying. I know. Oh my gosh. Oh, you do everything. <laughs> I know. I don't know if you, there's like, I don't know if you've do you know Idris Elba? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's this video that was like online and it's like Idris Elba can do anything and it's just him like listing all of his things in this. Oh, my oh actually, that would be really would good. Be Have good. you seen it? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, you actually, you should see. I feel like you would love it because it's okay. very like, it's it's someone dressing up. It's very drag king as well. Gosh, like, it. it's Already. so funny. But yeah, he lists like all his professions and he's like rapper, DJ, like yeah. ca- cardiothoracic <laughs> surgeon. Like he just goes through everything. <laughs> I feel That's like what an, I'm getting from you. An appropriate oh, question would oh be, gosh. what can't you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
have no idea. I mean, oh, like, oh, I after don't... uni, I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do yet. So, um, you know, just going to try and get into plays here and there. So I was working as a barista and then I didn't want to do that anymore. And so then I was like, I want to be a personal trainer because my mom was aerobic instructor when I was growing up. So mm. I studied online, took me four months to get qualified so quick. Um, wow. And then I was the head PT at Fernwood for like two years in the city. <laughs> and I was doing that. And then I was like, well, what has happened to my passion? Like, I want to dance and I want to do my own thing. So I created hip hop aerobics. And so I was doing like hip hop aerobics around it, like good life and a whole bunch of different places. And then I started like a six week challenge and I did that. And then I was like, oh, I really should go back to dance school. So I did that for a year. And then all of a sudden drag came up and I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do that? And Just I can apply dance it. And I could be who I want and I don't have to wear character heels. And it's fantastic. Yes. And that's where it started. So then the past, you know, nearly four years, I've just been doing drag and it's been so amazing. Good. I know. Wow. I like, okay, where is this going to lead me next? Where am I going next? Just keep Shall I get back into bar. acting? Let's go. You know, <laughs> so I'm open to anything and everything. Wow. With your drag, do you face any like difficulties? Like you're fabulous. You, you told us about all the things that you can do, but is there any difficulties <laughs> um, in relation to actually your drag act, like being a drag king? Um, I got really lucky that when I started, I really... I really paid attention to the audience that I was performing to and to create a character. So I'd have like, you know, a script about who he is and really understand what it is that I wanted to bring. Um, and because I brought, you know, sort of my first number was Pony. So it was just sexualized and classy and, you know, um, that sort of helped me to blend in really, you know, quickly or not, not blend in, but just get in really quickly with, with drag queens. Um, I was never, I never felt like I was um, overshadowed by them, like a lot of drag kings feel. Um, and even some of them have said to me, like, I don't know what you do that you have been so accepted by the drag queen mm. community, which is, you know, really and made sad out that. with them. And... <laughs> yeah. <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. He licked them. He licked them. <laughs> well, licked it's them. in her name. I mean, you can't help it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you're, you're a record breaker. You were the first drag king in Melbourne to win a drag award, were you? Or am I making um, that up? No, I think it was Sexy Galaxy. Oh, oh Sexy Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, she's got many more years on me, much more experience. <laughs> um, but even when I started, uh, as sad as I don't want to admit, I didn't know who she was. I really, I wasn't immersed in the drag culture. Um, and so I kind of popped up from nowhere and everyone was like, well, who the hell is this? Like even Kong's Kings, who's this massive drag king community, had no idea who I was. They were at the Greyhound yeah. trying to scout who the hell this guy was. They're Sydney, you know? aren't they? No, no, they're Melbourne. They're in Victoria. Oh, yeah. Is that Queen of Kong? Yeah. No, no, no. Not, the, not the drag queen. It's uh, Kong's Kings is a the drag king um, collaborative group that that are here that are mainly just drag kings and non-binary performers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many crossover with names and I know paths all <laughs> crossover, and I'm like, no, ah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, wow. I mean, like I came on the scene with like two other backup dancers and like a whole crew like I was real like professional about it I was like you know when should I be interviewed do I need to get done for this interview I've got my producer I've got my director you know like <laughs> I was just full like ready to start a career um and I think that's why I never really got a lot of slack but as yeah. like sort of uh, as time progressed and more kings came on the scene it's just difficult to kind of um get a bit more gigs before 2020 had begun um, so I found myself sort of um, 
the hype was kind of gone. So it kind of faded a little bit, which was, I guess, mm. time for me to step up my art and try something else. But I just find in Melbourne that a lot of venues sort of hire the same um, drag artists, um, drag queens. And for me, I just want to collaborate. I just want to, if I hear a song with a male rap in it, I'm like, well, instead of getting like, you know, just boy dancer to do it, why not collaborate with drag kings and make it a full production rather than just having, you know. Definitely. So yeah. That, that's it. sort of where yeah. I'm at. Just walk mm. your prosthetic penis out and. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see as well, like a bit more. Um... I thought you were going to say you wanted to see the penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I was thinking about boy bands. Um, oh. I want to see like <gasps> drag groups, like an yes. in, like an in sync all drag. Yeah, because like in my oh. high school, I went to an all girls school, fierce. and we basically had a drag cre- drag king trio. Um, oh my gosh! And they would be the Backstreet Boys, and oh. they would perform every year, and they would win every year. I would yes. like to see that. It was the best, and I would that love to cool. see that on stage. Yeah, it that would be, be awesome. Like yeah. you see, we see all the girl groups doing all their numbers, and they're fabulous and fierce. But that, yeah, that'd be incredible. Oh, yeah, I'd love so to do that. Make it happen. No. Yeah, make but that's it happen. When, <laughs> when we when we can even get back get to back the stage. To I know. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. But until no, then. We have loved interviewing you today and having you on the podcast. Unfortunately, our time is up because we can't sit here for two hours. I Tom. know. I mean, we um, could, but we shouldn't. We could, but we... We, we could, but, you know. You know. You're yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And we really hope to actually hear a bit more from you soon and also see <laughs> you because I really want to see you perform again. Oh, I would love to perform for you anytime. Yeah. No, thank you so much for having me. I feel really honoured and privileged to be on your podcast. Thank so you. Thank, thank you for you, thinking Justin. of me. <gasps> thank you. Of but we'll speak to you soon and good luck teaching and doing all of your million careers. Yeah. Thank you so much. 2021. <laughs> yeah. 2021's the year. Thanks, all Justin. Right, bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. bye. You gotta wear a mask to save some lives Or even just to avoid a fine For all your face covering needs Don't forget to mask Jeeves You gotta wear a mask so don't delay Or listen to what the conspiracies say So that was the fabulous Mask Jeeves, who you can find on Facebook and Instagram at Mask Jeeves. Reusable, fashionable, comfortable. Get your masks today. Well, wasn't that just an incredible interview? Thank you, Justin Tillicker. Yes, thank you, Justin Tillicker. You know, to lick her. What a fabulous <laughs> drag name. Oh, Speaking of it. that, sorry, this just reminded me as well. You know, Tequila Mockingbird. Yeah. You know, I only just understood her name. Are yesterday. you fucking kidding me? I'm Are you so kidding serious. Me? I thought it, I just thought it was like Tequila and Mockingbird. No. It's Tequila a Mockingbird. It's a joke within a joke within a joke. It's the book I read in grade nine. It is. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I can't believe it.
God. That's a really good book, everyone. You guys should read it. Don't um, read it. Listen to our podcast instead. <laughs> Do both at the same time. No. But speaking of killing mockingbirds, let's move on to our next segment <laughs> of the podcast, the event segment. We are about to give you the funky fresh events happening all around the digital town. So, Ryan, let's hear it. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so we have our Poofed Off live streams are brought to you every Saturday night at 9pm on Facebook Live. Um, DJ Argonauts Twitch sessions every Saturday night as well, so make sure you're following him for updates. And of course, we have our favourite event, uh, Lip Sync Roulette, every Sunday night at 7.30pm, where performers battle it out for real cash money. Congratulations last week for Tequila Mockingbird. Tequila! Tequila! Thank you. Um, Vaudeville Drag Cabaret Restaurant hosts Fabulash Fridays every Friday night at 6pm, and The Vixens every Saturday night at 7pm. Now we've got Questing Queens with Afraid of Commitment, where you guessed it, these queens will go on a quest playing Dungeons and Dragons on Facebook Live next on Saturday, October the 10th. That sounds so wonderfully camp. I'm, that's literally the pinnacle of everything. I love it. Um, We've got Daytona's Drag Extravaganza also on a Saturday night at 7.30pm via Twitch. And of course, Marley. We have our amazing humans over at Pride of Our Footscray who had their self-bingolation nights, also known as Drag Bingo, which is happening every second Wednesday night at 7.30pm. So the next session is Wednesday, the 14th October, listeners. So bloody buy your tickets and have a fabo time. <laughs> Please do. I went last night. It was quite fun. Miss Aurora was dressed up as Ivy. The villain. Poison Ivy. Uma Thurman. Yes. Jens Radda. Poison Ivy. You know, Uma Thurman, also known as Jens Radda. We love you, Jens. Love. Well, thank you, Ryan, for reading out the amazing events that are happening. Um, There's so much to do and so much time. So everyone, make sure you attend at least one. And that is us coming to the end of episode eight. We would like to thank our guest this episode, the amazing and multi-talented Justin Talicka. Yes, and if you would also like to thank this hottie, you can follow them on Instagram at Justin Talika on Instagram and send them a tip through our GoFundMe link in our bio. Absolutely. And we would also like to thank our sponsor this episode, Mask Jeeves. Go and follow them on Instagram at Mask Jeeves and check them out. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Congratulations to our competition winner this week, Cooper Blee. You have won yourself a mask by Mask Jeeves. We would like to thank our amazing sponsor, Pride of Our Footscray, once again. If you want to win some prizes, go and follow at Pride of Our Footscray and follow the booking link in their bio to play self bingolation on the 14th of October. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to us, the Born to Drag podcast, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Born to Drag. Until then, I am, of course, still Ryan. And I'm not. And we will see you next time on Born Born to Drag. drag. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Born to Drag is a toil and trouble podcast produced and sound engineered by Thomas Bradford, co-produced by Marley Koenig-Drew, and co-hosted by Ryan McGart and Marley Koenig-Drew. Our theme song is an original by Thomas Bradford, and our logo artwork is designed by Marley Koenig-Drew and digitally transformed by Thomas Bradford. <laughs>